Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Motulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with March 30th, 1921, pages 314 through 316. March 30th, 1921. Father Labukas, a curate from Svencionis, asked me to let him go abroad to continue his studies. I said that, if possible, I would let him go in the fall. I, too, am anxious to have as many educated, good, and decent priests as possible. In Svencionis, they have had some trouble over the Lithuanian preparatory school. The Poles wanted to evict them from the building, but they managed to hold on. However, they have to have classes from four to nine in the evening. This is very difficult and inconvenient for the children. There is talk that people have been robbed, terrorized, and harassed by the Polish soldiers. The poverty is appalling. Some of the farmers do not have enough seed to sow their fields. The people are noticeably depressed and filled with despair as the situation continues and there is no change. They do not have the heart to work. If you work and toil, they say, it is all for nothing. They come and take everything away. Generally speaking, the people do not want the Poles and are sorry that the Lithuanians have gone. Mr. Joininas was here in the evening to take some letters to Kaunas. I told him about my conversation with Chardinet and Nasse, the representatives of the League of Nations. The League is not of the is of the opinion that the confused and complicated problems in this area cannot be solved without Russia. Apparently, they want to wait until Russia recoups and recovers. In the meantime, they they are looking for other ways to solve the problems, at least temporarily, so that the local people would calm down somewhat. The treaty concluded by the Poles in Riga, although it was only with the Bolshevik party and not with Russia as such, will still have to be registered by the League of Nations. According to this treaty, it is impossible to take Belarusian lands away from Poland because then, ostensibly, it will be necessary to return them to the Bolsheviks. Some sort of arrangement must be made. The Poles can govern them for a time, except for the territory that will go to the Lithuanians. The question is, how much will go to the Lithuanians? Furthermore, there is the problem of nationalities. Should Polish be introduced as a state language in addition to Lithuanian? Perhaps a system of cantons might work. I can see that what they are afraid of is that the Belarusian issue will be raised and a Belarusian state created. I am convinced that the Lithuanians will have to be satisfied with more limited borders, acknowledging that Vilnius and the surrounding area belong to the Lithuanians. Father Joininas told me that Polish women had attacked and insulted Cardinal Chardin. Colonel Chardinet, allegedly because he would not let them vote in the plebiscite. Yesterday evening, the women had surrounded him at the George restaurant, but he had shaken them off there. This morning at the railway station, they threw rotten eggs at the colonel. He was forced to return to his railroad car to change. The women had prepared for this action in advance. I had heard heard about this plan four days ago, 
a little while ago, the women had the women students held a meeting about this matter. On Palm Sunday, there was a women's demonstration against the League of Nations in the Cathedral Square. The Poles are not happy with the work of the League of Nations representatives here in Vilnius because they will not permit the Poles to do as they wish and intervene in various matters. The Poles want to frighten the League of Nations people out of Vilnius. They threatened to chase them to Varena. It is surmised that all of this was planned in Warsaw and by the leftists, supporters of Piłsudski at that, while here in Vilnius it was carried out with the help of right-wing politicals. After the incident, Ratzkiewicz, uh, the representative of Poland, General Mogzetski, and the rector of the university, since women students had been involved, called on Chardonnay to apologize. However, Polish society on the whole was pleased with this action taken by the women. In this entry, a young priest who Blessed George had ordained asked to study abroad to continue and complete his studies. The footnote mentions that he would eventually speak, uh, be, spend nine years in exile in Siberia and eventually be consecrated bishop during the Second Vatican Council. Blessed George then writes of a school which had been opened in a patriotic district of the diocese in 1919 when the Lithuanians were in power. Now the Poles want to evict them from the building. Blessed George writes that they have held on to the building for now, but uh, they have had to teach classes from late afternoon into the evening until 9 p.m., and obviously this is not good for young children. People are being terrorized by the Polish soldiers. Uh, there's terrible poverty there. The people are desperate and uh, very depressed. Blessed George writes of political matters regarding the League of Nations. He writes of shifting borders and national consciousness uh, for different groups. Uh, then there was a colonel from the League of Nations that had been pelted with rotten eggs by some Polish women. Uh, apparently it had uh, he had not let them vote in the plebiscite. Uh, Bishop Blessed George had heard of their plans after the Palm Sunday Mass in the cathedral. However, the women are probably not the masterminds. Uh, it appears that some leftists in Warsaw who want to drive the League of Nations out of Vilnius had uh, been behind it. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.